Hey everybody, this is a Never Heard of a Podcast. This is a show where we talk about those movies that have fallen through those cracks. I'm Sean Harwell, and I'm joined, of course, as always, by Craig Moorhead. Craig, how are you? Sean, I'm great. I'm just thinking about all those movies and all those cracks. It takes up a lot of the day, doesn't it? It does. It really does. Uh, there are so many movies and so many cracks that I feel like this work will never be done, Sean. I don't think it will be, and I don't think that's uh, that's even the end game, you know? True, true. The idea is that uh, it, it keeps going. That's right. Long after we're gone, there will be cracks and there will be movies. <laughs> right. At least one or the other. Yeah, I got to imagine so. Well, you know, which came first, the movie or the crack? You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. Do you think aliens have cracks? I don't know yet, but the way this year is going, we may find out. I hope so. I'd take that right now. I shouldn't say that out loud. That could be really bad. Mm. What if aliens came down and they were like, guess what? That coronavirus, that was us. Oh, man. Would that be grounds to like immediately start a war? Or do you think like that would just be a bad idea? I don't know. I I, I don't know if we would all be able to even get behind it. I feel like half the people would be like, no, aliens are a hoax. And we'd be like, they're right there. And, you know. (laughs) They don't have cracks. Look at them. Clearly there's... I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if we can mobilize our entire earthly population behind anything now. I don't even know if the movie Independence Day makes sense anymore. <sighs> That's pretty funny, actually. <laughs> well, let's let's mobilize them behind this. I hope so. Yeah, let's try. Our podcast. And where they can all get mobilized and come say hello or talk about aliens with us if they want to. You want to tell people real quick um, where they can find us? I really do. Where you're going to find us is you're going to find us on Twitter, at Never Podcast. You'll find us on Facebook, also at Never Podcast. Uh, and Instagram, you'll find us at NHOIT Podcast. Any of those places, you can get in touch with us. Suggest a movie. Tell us what you thought about the last show. If you have something on your mind, you can tell us. And, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. It'll be great. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, we, we talk about it, I feel like. Uh, especially the suggestions of the movies. I would really appreciate that very much because there's so many uh, suggestions we get are so good. And uh, what I would love is, you know, we, we, we kind of saw our numbers going up in France there for a little while. Man, I'd Did love to get down? some. Oh, God, I didn't check. I, yeah, well, I, I think they all dropped off. Yeah. I think we stopped mispronouncing oh. things and they were like, this sucks. Mad. <laughs> uh, Don't worry, France. I, I'll be back with more bad pronunciations, okay? Yeah. I'm going to go hit the Criterion channel right now while you're talking to watch some French stuff. Absolutely. But I'd love to get some of those international suggestions of just stuff that we would never be on our radar. And, you know, if you're looking for a convenient place to listen to the podcast, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Overcast, Breaker, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. I'm sure there are more. Any podcast app you have, I'm sure you can find us if you can't. You can use some of those ways you can get in touch with us that I mentioned earlier and let us know. Uh, because uh, if you want to listen, we want to make sure you can listen. And if you do listen and you like it, it'd be great if you would uh, subscribe and uh, leave a review because that would help other people find us. Sean, how have you been finding this podcast so far? I mean, I was just getting ready to say it was like listening to Bill Pullman give that speech. Thank you. In Independence Day. Just this now. is really our Into Podcast Day. Thanks. Thanks. Let's just hope we can upload a computer virus to these aliens 
Oh, man. My God, I wish this That would be the ultimate irony, though, is like if we got coronavirus from the aliens, but then we gave them a computer virus that killed them, just like an independent state. That would blow their minds. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And uh, what else is going to blow your minds, I think, is this movie today. I'm hopeful, Craig. I'm very hopeful, Mm. okay? Because this is another one, as we mentioned in the last tee-up we did. Uh, It's a movie that maybe some people have heard of. It it certainly did well at the time. Mm. It's got notable faces. I've never heard a single person talk about this movie before in my life. Did not know it existed until I was just looking through the newly launched Peacock service Mm -hmm. on uh, their app from NBC there, which they got a lot of good movies on there, by the way. I think The Deer Hunter is on there, Craig. Oh, does it have ads, though? It has ads, doesn't it? It does have ads. Mm. Um, So what, you know, I'm going to test that out, I think, with this movie, and we'll see how those ads are. Or if we're just like, uh, no, this, I'm going to pay $5 before the end of this movie just so I don't have to watch <laughs> these ads. I don't think it's going to get to that. We'll see. We'll see. But, yeah, I'm excited about this one for uh, all kinds of reasons, and there's some interesting stuff going on here. But The Four Seasons, that is the film. This is 1981, comedy drama. Again, this one's PG, so probably more comedy than drama, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an hour 47 minutes, and like we said, it's at least on Peacock, if not elsewhere, for rent, I'm sure. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited to hear you talk about these folks that made it. Right on. Well, yeah, you know, I'm just for the reasons you just outlined, even before I get into the cast and the crew and everything, which is also exciting. Mm -hmm. The fact that this is a PG rated film about adults that was, you know, this is not a Hallmark movie. Like this was a movie that was meant to be put in theaters for people to watch. It's such a different time now. (laughs) No, yeah. Can you imagine? I mean, yeah, uh, it's it's just it's kind of amazing. Like this is this is kind of how we grew up. Like when we were kids, a lot of movies were like, oh, it's about a bunch of adults doing adult like normal things and having normal lives, ordinary people, and you know what I mean. Well, aside from ordinary people, I was gonna say, and they're kind of funny, you know. Right. Ordinary people is not funny. <laughs> not it's it's a little intense. Yeah, but man, Mary Tyler Moore in that movie though. Wow. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. But, and if you look at the poster for the Four Seasons that's on IMDb, it looks like it could be could be done by the same artist that did like the poster for Meatballs, you know? Yes, it's, yeah. <laughs> when I love it, it's so good. Oh, me yeah. too. Like there's just something about that texture and that tone of that. I don't know, man. Yeah. So I'm very excited to watch this, obviously. Let me get into totally. Who Done Made It. So this is The Four Seasons, written and directed by Alan Alda. And I think we probably all know who Alan Alda is, right? Mostly he's known as an actor. He was Hawkeye in MASH. But he also directed a lot of episodes of MASH, like a lot of episodes. And uh, had been doing that almost for a decade before he directed this. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Like, yeah, I figured uh, maybe he just like directed some from the season before this movie came out. And then it was like, oh, I'm going to do a movie. But no, he'd been doing stuff that seemed since like 74 or something. So uh, he also directed Sweet Liberty in 1986, another feature. Uh, the feature A New Life in 1988 and uh, Betsy's Wedding in 1990. He also created a show in 1974 called We'll Get By, starring Paul Sorvino. Really? Yeah, never heard of that. Uh, didn't last very long, but yeah. He also wrote a movie called The Seduction of Joe Tynan that he starred in alongside Meryl Streep in 1979. Good grief. Yeah, I'm kind of interested in all these Alan Alda 
Yeah, we may have to put that movie on our list. Yeah, maybe we should do like Alan Alda for the end of our year, like our our big <laughs> discussion. Yeah, I don't know. We got to figure out what that's going to be. It's produced by Martin Bregman. Some people probably called him Marty. I don't know why I said that, but it just Martin Bregman just seems like you're going to say Marty a lot. I don't know why. Yo, Marty. You got uh, he produced Serpico. That was his first ever credit. Is Serpico. Oh, good God, Jesus. Yeah. And he's like, okay, well, they're not all going to be like this, I guess. His second credit, Dog Day Afternoon. Okay, I guess they are. Yeah. So he pretty much, yeah, just uh, produced a lot of really great movies. He produced uh, Scarface and Carlito's Way later on. Not everything was Al Pacino, but yeah, he he was uh, he, he knew his way around producing very mm. good, well received movies. We've got uh, also produced by Michael Economu, 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 Economo. Never seen this last name in my life. Economo Lodge, the hotel. Almost, but with a U at the end and an M instead Ah, of an N. Yeah, Yeah, that's why I don't want to go close, though. Uh, Michael was, I believe, associate producer on this. Seems he made most of his bones editing. He edited Harper Valley PTA. Uh, the aforementioned Sweet Liberty, but he also seems to have been uh, associate producer on several of the movies that he cut. So it's like he cut them, like Harper Valley PTA and Sweet Liberty. He cut them and he was associate producer. Not a bad gig if you can get it. It's not, it's not. I've edited a lot of things. Very few things am I associate producer on. I guess I just haven't, I'm just not as good. I'm just not as good. That's just got to face it. You know, we, we all can't be, you know? Yeah, it's true. You're right. And our, our executive producer is Louis, I'm calling him Louis, it's probably Louis, Louis A. Stroller, probably somebody called him Louis, just like Marty. Yeah, uh, I bet Marty called him Louis. Absolutely, and vice versa. But mm-hmm. Louis produced The Rock, Snake Eyes, he was an associate, oh no, I'm sorry, he produced The Rock and Snake Eyes, is that right? Sure. And uh, he was associate producer on Badlands and Carrie. Good God, all these people working on Badlands. Yeah, yeah. These two movies we've done this month, crazy. Yeah, so Louis, not uh, no, no slouch there for Louis. Our DP this week, just like the last movie we did, Victor J. Kemper. He uh, shot Stay Hungry, also shot Clue, Dog Day Afternoon, The Jerk, Xanadu, National Lampoon's Vacation, Friends of Eddie Coyle, and Tommy Boy. Sean, have you ever seen Friends of Eddie Coyle? I have, actually. I think I mentioned that last time, but I don't remember you saying he shot Dog Day Afternoon. Dang it, that's crazy. Oh, sorry, yeah. Hey, he shot Dog Day Afternoon. He shot a bunch of good stuff, yeah. You maybe said it last time, and I just didn't hear you. I'm sorry, I was so distracted by Friends of Eddie Coyle. Well, you know what? We can always go back (laughs) and and listen. And Clue. Yeah. Yeah, Clue. That's great. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, uh, all all good-looking movies. Uh, Our movie is edited by, do you want to make a guess? Uh, Mikey. That's right. Economu. Michael Economu, or however I'm supposed to say that name, edited this. He also edited, in case you didn't know, Harper Valley PTA and Sweet Liberty. Hmm. You don't say yeah. it. Uh, I don't have anyone listed for music or casting. Odd. Yes. But odd. Uh, I'm almost positive that both things are going to be in play <laughs> in this movie. I know that there is a cast, so let's get into that. Do you think Alan Alda just did it himself? I mean, he could have. I'm an actor. I'll just, Why not? Yeah. I mean, a part I'll of just it... just make some calls. Uh, definitely a part of it is... I don't know. I can't say clearly. I don't know Alan Alda, but like I'm just saying, 
it seems very much like, oh, I've worked with all these people. They're all fun. Let's make a movie together. Like, why not? You just call yeah. up all these people. It's not a huge cast list. So who we've got in the movie here, uh, obviously we've got Alan Alda, first and foremost. Uh, as we said before, he's playing Jack Burroughs in this movie. Uh, as we said before, he played Hawkeye in MASH. He also had an early appearance on The Carol Burnett Show in 1974. He was in the mm-hmm. recent Marriage Story, which was great. Todd Rohall's favorite movie. Todd Rohall's very most favorite movie of all time. Uh, and he's also... He was great in that movie, though. I really liked yeah, it. I, yeah, he, he was so perfectly cast in that. Yeah. And uh, you can also see him in such uh, TV shows such as Ray Donovan, other movies like Bridge of Spies. Alan Alda, he's everywhere mm-hmm. you want to be. We've got Carol Burnett as Kate Burroughs. Carol Burnett. Uh, you might have seen her on the Carol Burnett Show. Uh, did Sean, did you watch the Carol Burnett Show as a kid? Definitely, yes. Definitely saw reruns and whatnot. So yeah. great. Talk about other kinds of shows that aren't on TV anymore, it seems like, anyway. Uh, I mean, what is there's no TV anymore, really. But um, yeah, just, just that sort of variety sketch show with people who are just hilarious. Um, mm-hmm. Carol Burnett Show, she played Miss Hannigan in the 1982 version of Annie, which she was also great. She's great in the 1974 version of The Front Page. Never seen that. Oh, man, The Front Page is really great. Uh, It's uh, Jack Lemmon and Walter Matthau. And it's basically His Girl Friday, but with Jack Lemmon and Walter Matthau. (laughs) Okay, that sounds fun. As I remember. I've actually watched it a bunch. I have it on VHS. That's weird. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, Front Page. Also, she'll be in the upcoming All Together Now. I'm excited to say. Next, we've got Len Carew. Carew? Carew. 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 Sure. Len is playing Nick Callen. You'd have seen him in uh, Lady in White. Maybe uh, he was in seven episodes of uh, Murder, She Wrote. So you probably saw one of those. Yeah, yeah. A uh, ton of other stuff. Ton of other stuff. Another guy you'll recognize his face when you see him. He's in so much stuff. We've got Sandy Dennis as Ann Callen. She's uh, you've seen her in Who's Afraid of Virginia Wolf? Up yeah. the Down Staircase. Come back to the Five and Dime. Jimmy Dean. Jimmy Dean. And Nine Seven Six Evil. Have you ever seen Nine Seven Six Evil? I haven't. I haven't either. But man, what a classic! I just like remember that yeah. poster and everything. I mean, I still remember the write-up of it in Fangoria. Like, I'm picturing wow. right now the photos. That's kind of weird. I must have spent a lot of time with that article. Uh, another thing we don't have anymore, 976 numbers. Rita Moreno. Yay! Mm-hmm. As Claudia Zimmer, Rita Moreno, you know, from West Side Story, the HBO mm-hmm. show Oz. She'll be playing Valentina in the upcoming West Side Story. Rita Moreno, I love her. Jack Weston is starring here as Danny Zimmer. You would have seen Jack Weston in Dirty Dancing, Wait Until Dark, Rad. You ever see Rad? Oh, yeah. Crew Jones, yeah. <laughs> uh, and tons of TV in the 50s and 60s. Just metric tons of TV in the 50s and 60s. We've got Bess Armstrong as Ginny Newley. You would have seen Bess in Jaws 3D, My So-Called Life. Recently, could be seen in the Amazon series Bosch. And our last two actors that I've had that I have here for the cast, we've got Elizabeth Alda and Beatrice Alda. That sounds familiar. Yes. Well, you'll be surprised to learn it's no coincidence. These are the daughters of Alan Alda. 
Uh, Elizabeth plays Beth Burroughs. Uh, she also appeared in the TV version of this movie. There was a TV version of four of the four seasons. And both Elizabeth and Beatrice were in it. But Elizabeth Alda also played the lady cop in the alley in Night of the Creeps. Yeah. Yep. Always comes back to Night of the Creeps. That is amazing. Love it. Great Night of the Creeps uh, link. I love it. I, I remember her from that. Never knew it was Elizabeth Alda. But now I know, and that's one of the reasons we do this kind of podcast. Sean, and speaking of podcasts, I'm interested to see what you have to add to this podcast episode about uh, what happened behind the scenes. Well, I'm going to add something right now. Oh. I just looked up 976 Evil, Yeah. which was directed by Robert England. Yes. He was in Stay Hungry. Yes. Co-written by Brian Helgeland. You know that name? Of course. Oscar for LA Confidential. Mm -hmm. Crazy. Do you know why they linked up for that? I don't, but I bet you do. (laughs) Because Brian Helgeland, who won an Oscar, and rightly so, and is quite a great writer, also wrote, I believe it was the fourth installment of the Nightmare on Elm Street series. You're right. I got it right in front of me. Boom. Do you know what that one was called? It was I feel called. Like we talked about this before. Yeah, I know. I know. Hold on. Dream Warriors, and then it was the Dream Master. Nailed it. Yes. Thank very you. Very good. Very good. All that time of my <laughs> early teens, not not wasted at all. <laughs> nope, not at all. Uh, I also just completely spaced on, but I gotta mention Mama's Family for Carol Burnett. Yes. That was probably the biggest one that I saw. Yeah. Um, of anything that she's done. I'm just looking at this poster art with her right now, just in that character, just her stern-ass face, and it makes me laugh just thinking about it. Yeah. What a dumb show, but what a good oh, one. Oh, man, I for sure. Anyway, yes. So uh, this is an Alda family affair here, the four seasons. And uh, here's some little funny tidbit here. He said that what inspired this movie was an actual incident where he judged a friend too harshly. He realized mm-hmm. that not only was he wrong, that friendship goes through Craig seasons so he wrote a script based on that very notion it's yes kind of interesting i yes. wonder what season we're in right now with our friendship um i think it's still spring it feels like summer to me because oh. it's hot outside it, you know? it is it's hot there are a lot of bugs mm-hmm. it's a very bug infested moment in our <laughs> yes. friendship all right well, despite the small cast they they definitely hopped around a little bit with their location shooting uh, which included Charlottesville, Virginia, Stowe, Vermont, lovely Stowe, Vermont, Decatur, Georgia, specifically mm-hmm. the Agnes Scott College, which I've never heard of before in my life, Atlanta, Manhattan, and Altadena, California. Oh, oh and one more I've left off, the U.S. Virgin Islands. That is no small thing to leave off there. Yeah. So you can see, perhaps, amongst those locations already where you might go for each season, perhaps, mm, right? Yes, they maybe suggest some seasonal tourism there at those locations. Uh, and in fact, I think when we do see Stowe on screen, uh, it's going to involve some skiing scenes that they said, of course, were planned months ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Only to find out that they were having an extremely dry winter in Vermont that year. And it said, I find this hard to believe. I'll have to ask my wife because she was in Vermont in 81. I mean, she was only, you know, a couple years old. I don't know that she'd remember, but... The only snow the ski resort of Stowe got that entire season happened just days before the crew arrived to film. Whoa. All right, you Vermonters. Uh, somebody back that up. I, don't know, I doubt that that's true. We'll see. Uh, here's a fun little tidbit that I know nothing else about. 
But apparently there are vegetable photographs in this movie, and they were taken by Alan's wife, Arlene Alda. Vegetable photographs. Yeah. Keep those moments. Uh, As you mentioned, his daughters are both in the movie. Not only is The Four Seasons the title of the film, but there's a piece of music titled that from Vivaldi Mm -hmm. that is heard throughout. And I saw something, I think, on Wikipedia that said that this movie generated a bit of renewed interest in that very piece and the composer himself. Didn't see anything else to sort of specify to what degree. Yeah. But, you know, I'm sure, yeah. Movie premiered at the Denver International Film Festival on April 30th of 1981 and then opened in theaters on May 22nd. It was released about six months apart from a similarly themed and titled film called A Change of Seasons, which came out at, uh, towards the end of 1980. Have you heard of that film? I have not. Okay. Go look that up just to see the poster, because there's a very steamy-looking poster, and I could be wrong, but here's who the movie stars. Anthony Hopkins, Shirley MacLaine, and Bo Derek. There might be some Anthony Hopkins, Bo Derek making out going on in that movie, which oh, just Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's what it looks like on the poster. And then it looks like Shirley MacLaine is just really enjoying it. She's like, that's fantastic. Yeah, I don't know if that is uh, quite her POV throughout that movie, but maybe. <laughs> right. But uh, I was like, what? what is this? And I don't know if I want to see that or not. But uh, there it is. Yeah. Change of Seasons, 1980. Or 1980. That might go on our list as well. So... Huh. Let's talk taglines, Craig. Let's do Only it. Only one for, for the four seasons. Here's to our friends and the strength to put up with them. I like that. <laughs> you see what they, yeah. I'm going to make that toast next time there's ever such thing as making a toast. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, here's an also known as for you. Chiteri Puri Roku. Totally. You want to guess what country I just nailed? Uh, Chiteri rather Roku? Chiteri. I mean, the way you're saying it, I'm thinking it's Italy. <laughs> it's not. But it could be But I don't blame Japan? you. No, I also don't blame you for that. <laughs> Although the Roku, I know. Like, I'm, I'm thinking, uh, you know, Avatar Roku. Sure. It's Polish, actually. That was my third. That would be my third guess. The translation of the Four Seasons there in Poland. Mm-hmm. Although, like, Google Translate, just the Chiteri Pori, that translated to the Four Seasons. I don't know where the Roku part's coming from. Uh, anyway, yeah. we'll at, leave that to the weirdos at IMDb. Fair enough. So I think the reviews for this were mostly positive. Janet Maslin, great title to her review, A Hymn to Ordinariness, which I was like, is that going to be like a diss? What a, yeah. I don't know. Like, you know, it could go either way. But I don't think that was the case at all. Here's a quote. Most of the film is devoted to joking and chatting and horsing around. A sequence on a yacht in the tropics is witty, well-played, and almost as pleasantly relaxing for the audience as it's supposed to be for the characters. Even the occasional confrontations, people are always wandering off in permutations of two or three to air their differences. And permutations of two or three to air their differences have a soothing air. No one in the Four Seasons ever goes to bed angry, and there's no particular reason to want them to. (laughs) Which I kind of feel like, yeah, you know what? You got Alan Alda and Carol Burnett. I don't want to see them screaming at each other. Right. Yeah, I don't want to see like an autopsy of a bad marriage or something. No. Uh Uh-uh. So, okay, cool. I I like that. I felt like that was a good review to kind of maybe prep our minds to what we're getting here. And that's kind of, I think, exactly what I want. 6.5 million budget. 
50.4 million return well in done. the U.S. Not bad, right? So this was this cracked the top 10. This was number nine. Yeah. No idea. And that I did find for one of the first times ever, someone that did the calculation for me, and that would be about $145 million in box office 2018. That's However, I don't think that would ever happen in 2018. Not in 2018, unless one of them is wearing a cape. Yeah. It probably wouldn't have got made, and it wouldn't have got the promotion mm-hmm. behind it. Um, we have talked about 81, but I don't. I think we talked about it prior to us doing this kind of tee-up. Oh, yeah. So, do you want to take a stab at the top movie of 1981? It's not going to be Empire Strikes Back. Mm-mm. That would have been 80. So, 81, Raiders of the Lost Ark? Yes, well done. Nailed it. <laughs> Now, do you know the number two movie, which is about as far away from uh, Raiders as you could get? On Golden Pond. You're killing Did it. Did I really Good get job. that? That was. Yes. I thought that was going to be funny. Yeah. Good. <laughs> no. Well, you could have gone with Chariots of Fire. That's further down the oh, list. Okay. But yes. That, that would have been a real guess, yeah. Raiders, On Golden Pond, Superman 2, Arthur, Stripes, Cannonball Run, Chariots of Fire, For Your Eyes Only, The Four Seasons, and Time Bandits. Nice. Which that's a pretty solid year. It's also, it's interesting. Like, this is one of those years where I'm like, you know, that kind of looks like, say, the box office of the early 2000s. Like, you got like adventure movies, you got a, a superhero movie in there, a couple comedies, a Bond movie, you know, and then like one or two like awards movies, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of interesting. Yeah. So, others from 81. This is a good year. Uh, American Werewolf in London, Blowout, Body Heat, Sad Tube, Das Boot, our favorite, <laughs> Bustin' Loose, yep. uh, Caveman, starring Ringo Starr. Oh, yeah. Clash of the Titans, Cutter's Way, The Decline of the Western Civilization, Dragon Slayer, Escape from New York, The Evil Dead, Excalibur, The Fox and the Hound, Friday the 13th, Part Dose, mm. The Fun House. You ever seen The Fun House? I have seen The Fun House. Toby Hooper, right? Yeah. Is that any good? Yeah, here's the thing. I I'm already I already sort of have an affinity for early '80s horror, no matter yeah. what. So you got to take that with a grain of salt. But yeah, the Funhouse is kind of one of those that was really overlooked, but also kind of weirdly still in the vein of like Friday Thirteenth. There's a like deformed huh. person trying to kill everyone, so it's like a slasher. Yeah. Regardless, yeah. I mean, it fits the bill. If you're looking for early '80s slashers, it's not bad. Okay. Yeah, because definitely it's got some company here with uh, the great Muppet caper. No, mm-hmm. uh, Halloween 2 is what I was going to say yeah. as far as that goes. Um, but yes, you did have the great Muppet caper, Gallipoli, History of the World Part 1, The Howling, The Road Warrior, Modern Romance, My Dinner with Andre, Nighthawks, Omen 3, Polyester, Porkies, Possession, Quest for Fire. That was the movie I was thinking of that I know we did for yeah. one. Saturday the 14th, Roar, which I still am dying to see, mm-hmm. Taps, Scanners. Michael Mann's Thief, Tuck Everlasting, Vernon, Florida, which is one of Errol Morris's early documentaries, and last but not least, Zorro the Gay Blade, best titled movie of all time. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, I'm a child. Yes. No, uh, that's a, you know that's a that's a fun year. I think absolutely a lot of good stuff going on there. No Oscar nominations for the four seasons, but it did get four Golden Globe nominations, including Best Picture Comedy, which. Did not go to Stripes. It went to Arthur. Oh, not, wow. not too surprising. Yeah. It did, however, win Best Foreign Film at the Bodil Awards in Denmark. So there you go. Four seasons. Denmark. 
Yeah, Oscars that year, you know the best picture, right, for 81? 81, best picture, Chariots of Fire. Indeed. A movie I didn't mention, but Reds won best director for Warren Beatty. Yeah. Owen Golden Pond was a big winner in the acting category. Henry Fonda and Catherine Hepburn both won. So good. Of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, supporting went to John Gilgood for Arthur and Maureen Stapleton for Reds. I feel like everybody who won Oscars that year was just over the age of 80. Could be wrong. Yeah. Uh, including Vangelis, who picked up the best scorer for Chariots of Fire. And Mephisto won best foreign language film, Craigie. Well, that's the thing. You know, back then, we actually respected older people, I think. Mm-hmm. We thought older people were smart. These days... Kick them in the nuts and give them a triple A card. Yep. Yeah. That's not true. We no. uh, Who won? Christopher Plummer won for Beginners not too long ago, right? Sure. He was well over sure. 80. Sure. You throw him a bone every now and again. I wonder who's the yeah, who's the oldest person to have won an Oscar. Let's say in the last since two thousand, it's got to be Christopher Plummer. Anyway, yeah. Okay, moving on. Yes, you mentioned it. There was a spinoff television series under the same name called The Four Seasons for CBS. Mm-hmm. Alan Alda produced it. I think he's in part of the first episode, which. I don't know if they used footage for the film or not. I don't know. Like, I read something that kind of made me think that, but I'm not sure. It was 1984. They did one season. Jack Weston is in it, mm-hmm. who plays Danny Zimmer. Both of the Alta daughter, daughters, Beatrice and Elizabeth, are in it, as is Joanna Kearns from Growing Pains. Mm-hmm. CBS also ran this, the four seasons, the film that year, just to confuse things even further. But apparently they lopped off 10 minutes, which I have to imagine. How long is this movie? What did I say? Hour 40-something? I think so. Hour 47. Yeah. So they probably had a two-hour block, and with commercials, they probably just had to make it fit. Right. That seems like a lot. That's a lot of That's movie a to lot lose, of movie. right? I wouldn't, uh, would not uh, envy the, the person who was yeah. told to cut that. Yeah, no kidding. It was PG, so it probably wasn't things that were just cut out for content. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I'd be curious to see what, it, what the effect was. I found this bit of trivia, and I'm curious about it. So it's a Carol Burnett has a line in this movie that's, is this the fun part? Are we having fun yet? Which became a catchphrase and even a song title. When I looked for are we having fun yet song title, it kept pulling up Nickelback. There's a Nickelback song where that's like the chorus of the song. They love this movie, dude. Yeah. They (laughs) love this movie. Huge auto fans and Nickelback. Mm -hmm. No. I went looking elsewhere, and um, Urban Dictionary links the expression, are we having fun yet, to a comic strip character in the 70s named Zippy the Pinhead by cartoonist Bill Griffith. Yeah. So I don't know. And like, I looked up, is this the fun part? And that didn't really pull up anything. I, I don't know. Like, are we having fun yet? Yeah, definitely. Like, I, I feel like that is an expression or a, a phrase right. that people use. But uh, I don't know. I don't, I, I'm curious to see if that doesn't go back way further than this i would not be surprised i didn't know that it was anything related to pop culture but maybe it yeah, is maybe me it is i'd be happy if carol burnett got to own that but anyway sure. here we are that's all i've got i'm excited for each of these four seasons craig mm-hmm. maybe i've seen a mash episode that alda directed or maybe i've seen something else that he has but i, I certainly don't think of him as a director or a writer i did not before I found this movie. Mm-hmm. Always curious to see what, what actors can do behind the camera. Me too. I'm mostly just exciting about uh, watching these two people on screen and just what kind of chemistry they have. I think they're going to be fun together. Yeah, we'll just get all our parents to watch it with us and the kids. <laughs> it's going to be a great 
bonding mm-hmm. experience. I think so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. So, hey, you should bond with us. Check it out. Again, I mentioned it's on Peacock. You don't have to pay anything to sign up for that, but there will be ads if mm-hmm. you don't. And we'll see how that goes. Hopefully not too annoying. Hopefully it won't end up being like three hours long <laughs> to get through that experience. Yeah. Yeah, let us know what you thought. We'll be back next time to do the same. And until then, Craig, any last words? Well, yes. First of all, I want to actually offer up one correction. Oh, already? Jeez. Okay, what did we say? I know, I know. I think I realized earlier I said that Beatrice Alda was playing a character named Lisa Burroughs, but she's playing a character named Lisa Callan. Mm. So I don't want anyone to be confused about that. We don't get sued by the real Lisa Burroughs. Well, that's good to know. Thank you for doing that. It'll save us something I have to do next time. Absolutely. And I guess those are my last words. Uh, Are we having fun yet? No. Oh, man. All right. Maybe next time. All right, bye. Bye.